Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. Yes, we do. And this week we are talking how to rediscover your city with our guest, founder of the Camber app, Maddie Mayo. Very excited to drink this wine with her. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be talking to Maddie about what to do if you feel restless in your city, how to find new hot spots around town, and how trying new things affect your mental health. I very much noticed that for me. We got to get out here. It's like, I got to get out of town. Recently, I'm like, I have to go to New York. Yeah. I have to go to New York. You got to go get recharged. I know. You have to get recharged. (laughs) I need to recharge, which again is insane for us. Well, because it's a, there's a certain energy in the, in the city that you got to like fill up on and then like you can slowly detox off of it when you get back. Right. But it seems like the two of us, like as introverts who want to just like chill, it's like you would think that going to like an extremely busy city where people are like absolutely unhinged would be not the move for us. it is absolutely the move. Like, and I like to go to New York two to three times. I would love to go to, especially because I think I'm also just very much craving the fall. fall. The fall, mm-hmm. like winter and time. And it, it takes a while to hit LA. Takes a lot. Honestly, we don't get fall till about December. No, honestly. like I looked at the, the weather like for the next month ahead and it was like into October and it was like, 85. I said, Jesus Christ. No, the thing that I have noticed, (laughs) the thing that I have noticed for the past decade is that October is always like a hundred degrees. My entire childhood, I've had warm Halloweens. In Northern California, we didn't have the super warm Halloweens when I was little, but because of Miss Climate Change, by the time I hit middle school, high school, you could be wearing a thong in (laughs) in a tank top. And be fine. But I remember when I was like, <laughs> not a thong and a tank top. <laughs> but I remember when I was like six or something and I was Tinkerbell and I was freezing my ass off. I see how yeah, being down here in LA, we just, it was always warm. It's always, it's always a good, warm. always warm, never rainy. But, anyways, I am looking forward to having some type of fall energy because yes. I am going to do my murder mystery party. I've already started to think about oh, yeah. it. You guys, I'm famous for my murder mystery parties. Yes. Have we talked about them? I don't think we might have talked about it last year when we because we did one on Halloween. We did one. We We did. Oh, no, we didn't do one on Halloween. We just had a regular party on Halloween. We did. Oh, yeah. We had a regular Halloween. But two Halloweens ago, we did 80s prom murder mystery. Yes, that's true. Which was really fun. That was so fun. And then the last murder mystery we did was like uh, Margaritaville. So it It was was Margaritaville. Everyone was um, like somebody on a resort island. Yes. It was... um, it was really fun. So stay tuned to find out what the theme of the next murder mystery party is. Ooh, I'm stay so excited. Okay. Now, what are we drinking this episode? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's a white and it is a twist top. Ooh. It is the Marjoram M5 white from Los Olivos. Okay. Isn't that the place that James is obsessed with? Yeah. My manager goes there like every other weekend and I'm like, are you going to leave me? <laughs> Are you just going to like up and quit? Yeah. So this is just like a blend. It's like a Grenache, some other stuff, mm. a Viognier. So, hey, that's what it is. 
Ooh, I'm very excited to take a little sippy. Mm, I haven't ta- I haven't tasted it yet, but I smell it. Oh, Ooh, I like it. Okay. Actually, Los Olivos is one of those places we should probably go explore. <gasps> yes. You know? We should talk to Maddie about it. We should. Should we introduce her and bring her on? Yes. Let me do a little, uh, a quick little bio for the people that don't know her yet. She's the co-founder of Camber, which is a new travel recommendation platform that allows you to share your favorite places with friends. And she's also the co-host of the OKSIS podcast with her sister, Scout, where they invite a female guest on every week to join in on the sisterly banter. And in her spare time, you can find her reviewing romance novels on TikTok, playing Rumacub. Rumacube? Rumacub? A rummy cube. Rummy cube? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's like a game. Maybe I should do that. And drinking natural wine. She's a wine girly. Ooh, I love that for her. Okay, so let's bring on Maddie. Hello, Maddie. Hey, Maddie. Oh, hey, girls. You know, I was listening to your latest episode of Rest and Relaxation, and I just, I was like, in that mood. I was like, in that vibe. Yes. Are you a workaholic like we are? So, I am not. I am probably (sighs) not a workaholic. Wow. Are you recovering at all, or you've just never been? You just have the relaxy vibes. I... And I don't subscribe to hustle culture. I (sighs) need to have so many interests and hobbies and things. So like I am fine to stop working and like read my romance novel, (gasps) drink my natural wine, do the whole thing. Like I am a, I, so do you guys know human design? I'm a projector. Okay. So that's like a, I need extra, extra, extra rest. And yes. look, I'm not saying that it doesn't come with like shame and judgment just because like, you know, societal pressures of like, oh my God, are we actually resting? But when I found out that I was a projector, my whole view on rest, I was like, oh, who am I not to rest? Like it's part of my DNA. Like I have to. I know. I want somebody to come on to talk about human design. I'm just starting to like figure it out. I'm a manifesting generator. Yeah. Are you? Me too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that means. It means we 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 have a lot of thing, a lot of projects going on. Oh, fabulous. Which is, which is very much us. Yeah. So my sister is a generator and she's like kind of the workaholic vibe where she could work for like 12 hours straight and like that energizes and fuels her. I, it sucks because like sometimes I feel like that's what society rewards as like a hard worker or a successful person and then um so I was like oh I don't want to be a projector like I'm just (laughs) sleeping all the time like what does that mean and so but then um I looked up like successful projectors and apparently Obama's a projector so okay Obama in Hawaii he's over there in Hawaii with his (laughs) with his book (laughs) yeah so I was like look then it's fine then it's fine right it makes sense with what you do, which is all about like finding places to enjoy yourself and have a good time, have a new experience. And I'm very curious what gave you the inspiration to create Camber, which is your app. And also, what is what's the story behind the name? Yeah, I want to know the name. I know it's so funny because, <laughs> okay, so a little backstory, me and my co-founder, she was my first boss out of college. We worked at this tech startup in LA. and we just worked so well together and stayed in touch after we both uh, moved on to other things. And I was always that 
friends that she would text for recommendations. Like she'd see, I had gone to Austin on Instagram and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm planning a trip to Austin. Like, can you send me your recs? And then, you know, listener, you can kind of assume what's going to happen here. Like I would send a disjointed Google doc and a screenshot of the notes app or like an email thread of like all my like recs with my favorite places. And it was just this super archaic process. And I didn't understand why no one was like streamlining that. And also, you know, yeah, you could have like a Google maps list, but you're not going to follow your friends on Google maps. Right. So there's a social component to it. There's this like beautiful exchange of recs that are happening behind closed doors. But I was like, I want everyone to have access to these really cool spots and be able to discover them on their own, but make sure that they're trustworthy. You know, Yelp and and TripAdvisor, you know, they're very anonymous. Like, why do I care about the Karens of the world shouting? Right. And I was going to say, a lot of the people that go on there are a certain type of personality. write a bad review. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, I'm sorry. Our generation does not care about that type of content. So I wanted to create a space where it's like, when you go to Canberra, you know that these are the most trustworthy recommendations because they're by people you know and care about and actually like whose taste you you trust. So that's kind of where it all began. Um, the name, we were just looking up travel terms and we, stumped, we at first we were trying to like do a nautical theme and there's Canberra means like the curvature of a sail. And we just loved the word. And we tried to do so many other like, word association games or whatever in the beginning we just like kept coming back to camber and what i've learned through this process is like if something is in like in your gut and in your heart like you just gotta you gotta go with it it just it yeah. resonated with you it felt right and you just went right. with it yeah yep i didn't i've never heard of a camber then then, I know. I, then again i don't sail so that makes sense that <laughs> is a good point <laughs> well there you go right how has your experience been being a female in tech Mm, my favorite question um so as many people like I I've always worked in tech but more on the community side um not really engaging directly with developers or product even though that's probably been one of my favorite parts of building this company is like doing the product design and like actually like seeing the evolution of screens into like clickable prototypes but Yeah, it's been, I have been really fortunate because I was actually super, super bullish on making sure I connected with other female founders in LA. I always say that connecting with female founders is like part of my self-care routine. It is something that motivates me. It is, I desperately need it to continue on. Like I have four different group chats. I have constant communication with other founders at my stage in LA and it's been the most supportive community here. So, you know, I also have a pod. Oh, I love to hear that. I I love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. You would think, I know, I feel like some people have some horror stories that women have been, you know, not as supportive if they like have risen to the top. But I think when there's like this more parallel network of support from the female founders are in my similar stage, everyone is rooting for each other. Everyone is trying to lift each other up. I can ask for any type of like intro to anyone that they know. And it's, it's been really, really beautiful. Um, so I feel very fortunate that I that I'm very plugged into that. And I also just I know the power of of female support. I have a podcast called OK Sis. I do with my sister. We've been doing it for four years. We only interview female guests, and you know, we it runs the gamut of like entrepreneurs to authors to influencers to you know bachelor alumni. <laughs> all over the place. But that's the reason we love to do it is because I just, I feel so connected 
to being a woman in the space. And I, I think in my next, in my next iteration, once we, you know, sell camera to Google and make tons of money, um, I'm, I'm like, I need to be an angel investor. Like I need to be lifting and only investing in other women. Like something is just feeling really, really like cyclical about this. I'm just like, I want to give back. I want this. I want to just raise women up. And so yeah, I'm about to go raise my first round of funding, which like <gasps> how exciting! Oh, exciting! You know, I'm trying to see it as an exciting thing. It's like very nerve wracking and just a lot of a lot of like inner work that needs to happen. Before. Obviously, there's like the practical work of like creating the deck and you know the pitch and everything. But there's something I've been spending like months on the inner work of going into these types of meetings because yeah. it is just completely not an industry. VC is like so foreign to me. And it's it's so interesting as a first-time founder, you're just kind of thrown into this world and you're supposed to know like all the lingo. You're supposed to like know how to negotiate the deals and just like, it's very interesting. So I'm, I'm trying to be as prepared as possible, but also like mentally because there's going to be a lot of rejection and I have to be very, you know, confident in myself. So. And, and I feel like the VC world is probably more male dominated though. I believe there probably are like female specific VCs that like, you yeah. know, are looking for female founders. Wait, but pause. Like, I don't know what VC means. Like venture capitalists. Oh, venture capitalists. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> when you said VC the first it. time, I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to ask. Don't worry. That's good. Like literally ask. I am that girl too. I'm like, hey, what? Stop being like, what does that mean? Like, you know what <laughs> yes. I mean? Go back. Everyone is, everyone also just like uses acronyms and like tries to be cool. I'm like, no, no, no. What? Let's like actually hear what you're talking about. Right. So yeah, no, I, I've been like building up my little like, you know, investor wish list or like, you know, my target investor list. And I'm trying to put as many women on there as possible. And also because I just, I want there to feel like a partnership and I want people to really, really invest in me and, and understand what I'm doing. And I'm hoping that it is also men. I'm going to try as well. Let's we'll open the door for men too. Yeah. We open the door, you know, <laughs> and anybody. We'll open the door. They can invest in me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you said your your favorite part of this process has been like was surprisingly designing the app and like the actual like intricacies of the user experience. Can you explain to someone who's listening right now like what is that user experience like on Camber? Yeah. So something I think that was really surprising was when we first sought out to create this app, um we worked with you know, a third party to do the UI UX, which is basically the screens and like the actual flows of all the screens. And then we also worked with them to do the development. So the coding and the back end and the front end of, of the actual app. And they had asked, you know, like, hey, can you send us like some inspo of what you're looking for? And, you know, I went on Pinterest and I was, because nothing, no apps, and it's getting so much better now. I have tons of examples now, but back then apps just didn't feel didn't like resonate with my vibe. I don't know how to <laughs> but I was like, why are apps like pretty? Like, why are they just like super generic? I feel like everyone has copied the same formula from all the like just like blank slate type of UI and type of interfaces. And it's a very like tech feel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I looked on Pinterest. I was like, trendy mobile apps. Like I literally didn't even know what to search. And nothing really came up. I mean, there were some people kind of just designing it, but not actually building apps. It was more just like a design thing. So 
I just wanted to make sure that Camber felt really, really personal to like this generation, specifically Gen Z and millennial. And I wanted people to have a reason to come back and be excited to come back. I don't know how many apps I can say that I am always coming back to make sure that I feel like it's, this is going to be a, your travel identity on the internet, right? That's our hope. So I want you to feel compelled and excited to open it up and see the bright colors and see the awesome like blocks and all the like thick lines that we put in and something about it just feels warm and cozy to me. So that was definitely an amazing process was the branding of it all. And then translating the branding into actual screens, because you obviously want it to feel intuitive. You can't make it like so designed that it's like people don't even know how to use it, but it's that perfect balance, right? Of like, making it inviting, making it friendly, but then also super intuitive. You don't want to confuse them for one second. So ultimately the main features on the app today is that you can save all your favorite places by city. So you can have little city lists of, you know, Los Angeles or break it up by neighborhoods, any place in the world. And you save all of your places to that city list. So it's your whole profile and then you can follow your friends and then you see everything on a map view. The map view for me is my favorite part because it aggregates all your friends' recommendations into one place. So let's say specifically LA, huge city, as we all know. And let's say I'm in like a different part of town that I don't find myself in a lot and I have an hour to kill and I want to go to a cute coffee shop. I always open Camber and just look right around me and then I'll find a coffee shop and it'll say, three of my friends recommend this and I've never even heard of it. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm- oh, that's so nice. That is so cool. Right. So I'm going to go there because like, it's I'm going to trust it. Whereas like, maybe you could go to Google Maps and like try to look at their Google photos or, you know, whatever. It's just this really easy, I know I can trust it. And I just value exploration and discovery so much. Whenever I'm in a new city, I cannot just pop into a place. Like I need to understand who has recommended this? Like, is it valuable? Is the food good? Like, I need to know all the things. So this just helps to, to expedite that process. And like streamline it. Yeah, yeah. Natalie and I are going to Austin, Austin, Texas. And I texted my friend in Austin and she did exactly what you don't want to happen, which is send me a <laughs> note app with about, huge. I'm, t- I'm, not, I'm not like 80 different places. And like it, the way it's organized, I can't even, I'm like, scrolling I'm like I forgot the top plate you know like so I know. so well we're the we're the same like we yeah. we want to discover our city but it's like it's tough which is like so great that you've met that need yeah mm-hmm. and it streamlines it so, like when I think about even in LA like looking it's like okay I go on Google Maps then it's like then that takes me to Yelp and then I'm looking through all these different things when it would be so nice to just be like oh Corinne likes that place. Okay, I'll go try it, you know? Yeah, it just distills it down. And I think I'm the TikTok is really where we've grown the most. And like people have started to see us as a trustworthy resource in Los Angeles specifically. We recommend a lot of places. I'll highlight, um, you know, hidden gems and things and do like little lists and guides there. And what I've found is just people are commenting on the TikTok being like, Mads, help. Like I'm, you know, I need to, a dinner spot in West Hollywood for 20 people, but I don't want it to be too expensive, but I want it to be chic. Like very, very specific, <laughs> like use cases. And I love that. Like I really, I really think there's definitely a need for 
I have a specific ask and like how I'm going to ask someone that I trust to give me that, that direct recommendation. And so I'm trying to figure out how do we translate that onto the app? Like, I love the idea of kind of like a, like a post or like a question ask and the community can kind of crowdsource like the best places for that specific need. Right. Like I have friends texting me all the time, like going on a date, it's a third date. So it's like, you know, it still has to be fancy, but not too fancy, you know, (laughs) there's so many different layers to recommendations. It's not just about, I'm going on this trip. Let me plan it. Right. It's not just about travel. It's about local discovery. It's about exploring your own city for the various use cases that yeah. that you are going to explore it, you know? Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, what would you recommend to somebody who's in their city right now? And they're just like, I am restless. I need to do something. Where would you begin? Obviously on camber, but when you, <laughs> when you think of yourself exploring your own city, where do you kind of start? Okay. Exploring my own city. I, first of all, I love TikTok. I think it's an incredible resource for mm-hmm. discovery. I have my little girlies that I go to and they show me a lot of cool places. So I'm usually doing that. But, you know, when I go to a new city, there's two things that I look for. And these are, these are very specific. So, and I'm surprised no one has really like said something like this, because I think people might look at travel blogs or, you know, maybe Condé Nast Traveler or something like that. But for me, I find a boutique hotel in a city and I go to their website and usually on their website, they will have their recommendations for the city or for the space right around that boutique hotel. So already I know the boutique hotel. I trust it because it's like, you know, a vibe and I trust what they say because I understand the type of places that they would recommend. And I want an extension of that brand. So I always do that when it's like, Austin, I'm, I can already, I mean, first of all, I'll send you my camera list. I have so many good places in Austin to send you guys. Ooh, but please do. Austin, yeah. And like Austin, there's so many cute boutique hotels and they probably do have little guides on their website. Another place I look, and this is like a newer thing. And I feel like it's like getting a little saturated, but I, I still vouch for it is I look for natural wine bars in the city that I'm going to. So the reason why is because Natural wine is, it lends itself to a very specific type of audience, people that, you know, like more trendier spots, or it's going to be in a more, a neighborhood that has like maybe some cool shops around it. Like that's usually where I find natural wine bars. Like most of the natural wine shops and bars in LA are in Silver Lake, Echo Park, Los Feliz, right? Mm -hmm. And those are really awesome areas. Like those are the types of areas that I probably want to go to when I'm exploring another city, right? The more underground, like not, not touristy. That's what I do. And it's, it's been interesting because, you know, I had just had a friend that went to Barcelona and she went to like tons of natural wine bars (laughs) popping up over there. And like, my boyfriend was just in Copenhagen and he was at a natural wine bar and he was like, he would have loved it. It was in like the most hipster area. Like it's like, they just know where to park themselves. So those are two like very off the beaten path, like strange wrecks for discovering, you know, new parts of your city or, or new places to go. That was genius. It's literally brilliant. The whole time I'm like, oh my God, this is brilliant. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is. But also like if 
that's because you really know yourself and what you like. And you're like, okay, that's kind of the area I'm looking for. And even if someone's listening and like, they're not into natural wine or hipster stuff, but they know they really love this thing or this type of restaurant. And so it's like, you can personalize that to whatever is you, you can find it in another city in a different neighborhood. um, And just kind of like being aware of that. You said something that I found really interesting. You said that exploration some version of like is part of your identity like who you are and I'm curious how do you think like trying new things or trying new places positively affects like your mental health or someone's mental health because I I feel like you get stuck in a rut and that can kind of deteriorate your like joy yeah yeah I mean, I, I know I should, I should do some research on like what it actually does to your brain because something chemically definitely happens when you are viewing and experiencing a brand new place. You know, while I was building Camber, I, as most founders do, most business owners, like you kind of get in the weeds and I kind of got lost of like why we were building this. And I, I took a step back. I like, I was like, Hey, let's, let's go back to like literal the basics. Why do I like discovering places. Like, why am I encouraging people to do this? And I thought about this one time I discovered this boutique hotel in Cambria, California, like a very random area. I we love, love Cambria. Cambria. Really? Yes. Have yeah. you guys been to White have you guys been to Whitewater? Is that the waffle place? No. No. <laughs> no. It's <a> hotel. <laughs> okay, no. Oh, wait, where did I stay? I took I for Christmas like years ago, I took my mom there like as a okay. gift. And I want to say that might have been, I'll have to, I'll have to see if she remembers. It's the cutest place in the world. Yeah. The, I mean, with the boardwalk and the beach oh and my everything, God. it's like incredible. So there's this, there's this hotel called Whitewater Hotel, uh, Cambria. And I went to it, I'd seen it, you know, on Instagram and all the things. I was like, oh, I know I'm going to love this. And, but the feeling of like actually being there and taking in the beautiful space, the architecture, the interior designer's name is Nina Freudenberger. And she is just, I'm like, you need to design my house one day. Like she is incredible. (laughs) And there was just something so special about making a memory there with, you know, my partner and exploring that, that new town, you know, there's not, there's a magic you feel with it. Right. And I want, I want everyone on Camber to discover a place like that, right? To discover that type of magic that comes with this, this, this like newness that happens. And even it just happened even today. I discovered a new coffee shop on TikTok called Jurassic Mind, and it is in like Mid Wilshire area. And I was driving back from Venice. I was like, oh, let me go, let me go check it out. I mean, just like my heart like flutters. Like it's just something comes over me. I like walk in, I'm like, you guys are new, right? Like this place is incredible. It's just like, we're four weeks old. And, you know, I love talking to the the owners and it feels like so local and people are so excited to bring each other in. It feels very neighborhoodly. And I don't know, it's just something so special about, about those stories and about, about the place itself and how it makes you feel, you know? And you have a chance to like fall in love with your city again, right? Like you think you found all the places you have your normal go-tos and you get in that rut. And then like, Bing, like something comes out of nowhere and you're like, wow, like, yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I've lived in LA my whole life and mm-hmm. I get surprised every now and again. And I'm like, wow, okay. There's mm-hmm. something new here for me. There's always something new. I think even if you live in a small town. Yeah. You yeah. Know? For sure. I want to uncover those, those moments and those places. Like 
we always say that Canberra can help you find that place in your backyard that you just had no awareness that existed. And it's, it's such a beautiful feeling. What do you think was the most surprising discovery that you've made recently in your own backyard here in L.A.? Oh, I mean, you know, since I go to a lot of places, <laughs> it's like, it's so funny because, so you know, I whenever I go out for dinner and, you know, and meet up with people for coffee, I always make sure to go to a new place because I'm like, it's content. Like I need, you know, it's part of my job now, which is so exciting. But I, this is not like so surprising because it's definitely an area that a lot of people live in. But I recently just uh, explored more Frogtown, which is a city kind of near Atwater Village. Yes. Um, a little bit, you oh. know, where it is. It does not feel like LA. I don't know how to describe it. I went to this one cafe called Spoke Bicycle Cafe and it's just super neighborhoodly, like just so cool looking, like an amazing patio, super colorful. You would not expect it. And then it's along the LA river. So it just feels like so local. And I walked over there and then there's this amazing La Cologne that's like, again, right on the river, an insane location. And then there's this vegan bakery that's around the corner called Just What I Needed. And the most amazing sandwiches from wax paper. It's like this little hole in the wall. And it, I was walking around and it was so quiet. And it just did not feel like any other part of LA. It felt so, so unique. And I was mystified. Like I was, I was like, I need to live in this part. I'm like, I need to live here. Do I move? Like, what do I do? (laughs) I was so struck by it. Queen of Frogtown. Yeah, we're going to Frogtown, guys. I mean, there's also like Sonora Town is there. It's just something about this area. And so that was a that was a big surprise to me because I feel like I've gone to most of the pockets in LA and explored and found the cool spots, but that was one that I just hadn't done. And I and I went the other weekend and it was like delightful. My acting class is over in Atwater. And so which is, oh, I yeah. live in like the opposite end of town. And so it <laughs> takes me like an hour to get over there. But now I'll get there early and maybe I'll go check out Frogtown. Also, if you're in Atwater, you have to go to Wine and Eggs. Have you been there? No, it's a natural, natural wine bar. It is. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a natural wine shop, but it's also a little bodega style. It has like little produce and little like cheeses. It is, it's like a little market. It's very, very cute. Sounds very Napa. One thing I I really love to do, I think we both like to do when we feel maybe a little restless in our cities is do like a staycation. And I'm curious on your thoughts on staycations versus vacations and when you need a staycation and when you need a vacation. And what's the difference? Like, what's the criteria for each? (laughs) Okay, so something I feel like we're very fortunate in L.A. because I consider staycations like even those little weekend trips to neighboring cities. Right. So we have Santa Barbara. Yeah. Yeah. So we have Santa Barbara. We have Ojai, Palm Springs, Laguna Beach. You can go to. Santa Inez, if you go to slow, like it, I mean, San Diego, that's where I'm from. And there's so much to like recharge and get out of the city for just like a second. So for me, I tend to do those quite a bit, you know, explore the different like neighboring areas. And then again, Los Angeles is so big. So honestly, if I went to the Santa Monica proper or Surfrider in Malibu, that's a vacation. Like that is like, 
a completely different city. Like I'm out of my, you know, routine. So something for me, I, I try to do those like little mini trips. So I'm, I'm more of a weekend getaway gal. I did do a big trip this summer. I went to Greece for the first time, which <gasps> was amazing. like, yeah, I did my Mamma Mia summer. Like I really leaned in and it was fantastic. But yeah, I'm more of a California weekend getaway person, which kind of fits a lot with what I what I'm building with Camber again with the like more localized discovery. Yeah. I also feel like LA is so special because every two miles feels like a completely different city. Yeah. It's a completely different city every two miles. Completely, which is great. I I don't know. I this city is so vast and so diverse and just every vibe you want, you can find. Like whatever mood you're in, whatever experience you want is accessible to you. And it's 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 phenomenal. Yeah. Well, we don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I do want to ask what is next for you and Camber and where can our listeners find you? Oh, well, what is next for us? We will be launching into the app store very, very soon. Um, so keep an eye out. But yeah, that's that's my whole world right now is growing the community and then getting us ready for for launch and making sure the product is in perfect condition for everyone to discover their next favorite place where you can find us. You can follow us on TikTok. I follow you guys. <laughs> um, TikTok is probably where you'll find my face most, but it's at Camber app, C-A-M-B-E-R-A-P-P on Instagram, the same handle. Um, and then if you want just like all other information, links to download the actual beta app, which it's public. So anyone can download it now and become a beta tester camberapp.com we'll link that in our show which notes. is also such a fun website can i just say i was <laughs> like you. loving that website i was like oh my god this is so much fun and you and you have your podcast yes too. and you've got okay sis yes so you can listen to okay sis podcast okay a-y-s-i-s anywhere podcasts are found um me and my sister every monday chat and have like sisterly banter with a female guest and it's it's a good time a lot of empowerment but also a lot of silliness. Like you're, you'll probably pee your pants a little bit. So there's that. Yeah. Oh, and our listeners know Scout. We've had Scout on. Yeah, we had Scout on. Maddie is Scout's sister. Yes. I do remember that. Wait. Did we <laughs> mention that Maddie is Scout's sister? <laughs> Did we get that? Did we, Did we understand that? It's, yeah, yeah. We forgot that part. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It, it's fine because we are so different that it's like actually appalling that we're related. <laughs> like it's like it's like we're night and day for sure, which makes the podcast really exciting because like it just brings out so many different sides. And <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet. Well, thank you, Maddie, and congrats on everything. Yes. We're so excited Aww. for the app. We will continue to follow you on TikTok and everything. Thank you. And we're gonna thank have you, you. back. And oh yeah, in the studio. I'm gonna I'm gonna show yeah. up and we'll do this IRL. You know we're I gonna bring it. a natural wine. Yes. <laughs> you guys were drinking wine last episode. I was like, fuck, like, do I get to drink wine at 1 30? <laughs> yeah, you should have uh, been. It's here. become more of a chore now though, because yeah. it's, it's, it, it was a good idea in the beginning, in and the then beginning. every week we're like <laughs> now it's like eleven AM. Yeah, like, literally. Oh. We're like, oh, here we go actually, again. Actually, okay. Next time, next time. Yes. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye, ladies. Bye. Okay, Natalie, we have an assignment. We have to go find a natural wine place. We have to find a natural wine place. 
I love her idea of looking at the boutique hotel and then going to the rec- like that is um, so genius. Yeah, it is really genius. It is. Also, we have to check out Frogtown. I, I would love to go check that out. I, yeah. Well, we hope you guys learn more about rediscovering your city, how to explore a new one, and why it's so important to try new things. Yeah. I think also what I wanted to say during the interview was that I do think when you, at least for Los Angeles, which is a huge spread out city, you find a sense of community when you find like cute little places that yes. feel more local and you just feel like you're a part of the community more. Yes. I just found a new coffee shop that... I love that's not Alfred's. I love Alfred's, but it's like a big chain. And I love the guy there. And it's just like, I feel more connected. Is this the Sasquatch place? Oh, I love coffee for Sasquatch. Oh, okay. No, but this place is called Alana's. Oh, I've never heard of it. It's in West Hollywood. Oh, wow. See, if you were on Canberra, you could be there like, I recommend this place. Okay, now let's circle back on the wine we are drinking today, which is... It is the Marjoram M5. Ooh, okay. White wine. And should we introduce our hottie? Oh, my gosh. Our hottie this week is none other than Mr. Channing Tatum. I mean, do we need to say more? <laughs> do we need to say but more? But we did pick him for a reason. Yes. He actually owns a restaurant in New Orleans called... Saints and Sinners. I wonder why New Orleans. I know. Like, I wonder if he explored New not, Orleans. Not City. <laughs> and chose that. Yeah, he doesn't str- Wait, isn't he from New Orleans? Is he from New... He kind of has a little... He has a little twang. twang. Is he from Louisiana? Now we have to find out. Oh, we've got to so. know. Also, Channing Tatum is so funny. He Did you see Bullet Train? No. Oh my God, he was so funny in Bullet Train. Okay, guys. My Wikipedia is loading. She's loading. Oh, come on. Don't tell me he's from like Chico, California. Alabama. He's from Alabama. Okay. He's from Alabama. He's a southern boy. We did pick up on that little twang. Mm -hmm. There's a little twang there. That's why you cannot eat a little swag. Yeah. He's from the south. Yeah. Okay. That that checks out. It checks out. Okay. So one to Channing Tatum. What are we feeling? It's good. Seven? Eight? I was going to give it an eight. Eight? Yeah. Okay. I've got nothing like... No complaints. No, I don't really have any complaints. No. Okay. I'll give it an eight. Eight out of Channing Tatum. We will link it in the show notes if you guys want to pick up a bottle. All right. This is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game. And this week we're playing Recent Obsessions. Obsessions. We're going to be giving you our little recs on par with the theme of this episode these are things we're obsessed with although recently you said you don't get obsessed with things but i do think you do well i'm gonna i'm gonna i don't but i have been Mm -hmm. recently obsessed let's i'll just tell you guys because let's hear it honestly you guys really can't benefit from this my recent obsession and i'm someone who does not obsessively eat things like i can eat something and love it and never eat it again this is not the case for this situation i have been eating about three to four times a week this vegan Caesar salad from Creation, which is a juice bar. It's called the Hail Vegan Caesar Salad. Yes. And I'm going to tell you right now, you guys, I need to be stopped. I need to have somebody, I need someone to decline my credit card when I get in there because I'm going more frequently and I'm getting scared. I'm getting scared. Like that you're just never going to be able to quit the habit. Or I just, I guess I don't know what I'm scared of, but it's that I have no control over it. Well, here's the thing. I guess it is controllable if they run out because every time I've gone in there, which has been two whole times, they 
don't have it. Probably because I, I probably because you bought it. And I'm gonna tell you right now, the parking's not easy at the one I go to. Do you and go to the one on La Cienega? Yes, I go to that one. Impossible to park. It's impossible. But I will circle the block <laughs> for 15 minutes to get that salad. That's what I'm saying. Where I'm like, this. I feels have to try it. Unhealthy. I have to try it. You have to. Uh, okay. I hope you get obsessed with it too. Okay, maybe at our next movie night, we'll get pizza from our favorite pizza place and then we'll get a Hail Caesars. I'm in. Say less. <laughs> Say less. You had me at the salad. <laughs> the salad. Anything to have the salad again. And I don't even like salad. You guys know one of my unpopular she opinions was that not, I don't like salad. She's historically never liked salad. Anyways, I'm sure you guys are thrilled by my un- recent obsession. Natalie, what's yours? Okay, well, mine is along the same lines because mm. it's a food item. Mm. Oh, I know what yours is. And I'm also you, you've so been talking about a lot too. Annoyed because it is so expensive, and I cannot stop eating it. I put it in my recent newsletter because I love it that much. <laughs> I really want to try it. I had I had a banana with like almond butter, and I was thinking I really want to try Natalie. She's got okay. Well, my obsession is it's called granola butter. Okay. It's from this company called Oat House, but it's H-A-U-S. Like okay. Oat House. House. Oh my God. I could literally just sit there and eat the entire jar of it. I have got to try it. It also comes in so many different flavors. Cookie dough flavor, which does, and it doesn't have like chocolate chips in it. It just tastes like cookie dough somehow, but not in a sickening, gross way. I was going to say, that doesn't sound... Okay. In a delicious way. Okay. Then they've got the original. Mm. They've also got a chocolate... I'm not a chocolate girl, but they do have a chocolate. They have all these different flavors. Oh, the original is kind of like a... Almost like a snickerdoodle. Like a kind of a cinnamon-ish vibe. Oh, my God. Where do you... Where can, where can this be found? You can find it at um, Whole Foods. Okay. Which... I literally go to just for that now. You can also get it on Amazon. And then I saw on their Instagram that you can get it at Sprouts. Do you follow them on Instagram? I did. <laughs> I did follow them. And then I unfollowed. I, you know what? I'm not even kidding you. I followed them. And I think it might have been yesterday. I was like, I have to unfollow them because they announced a new flavor. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to have it. But the, it's like $13 a jar. And I'm going through you. like three jars a week. Really? I can't. It's so good. Anytime I'm kind of hungry, spoon straight into the jar. Okay. If it's that good, I've got to try it. Maybe I'll get it on Amazon. You I'll should get, get it on a, Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Get on Amazon. Give it a, give her a try. The vanilla flavor is also really good. Really? Oh, yes. I'm so excited. Okay. So I'm going to try it. You're going to try the, the granola butter. I'm going to try the Hail Caesar. And then the world will be a better place. Yeah. The world will be a better place. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you liked it, rate it, review it. We read them and we read them on the podcast. You might get famous. I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? And we love you guys. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.